What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of 305 Culture with JJ Rivera. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, Nuck If You Buck, Blazing the Path, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, and the LA Hoops Report, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Okay, today I'm going to concentrate more on the James Harden tr- uh, news. As we all know, James Harden has requested a trade from the Houston Rockets a couple of weeks ago. He made that request after, after well, you know, he... he it looks like he evaluated the current roster for the Rockets in their future, and, and they have no pathway to a title during the next three to four seasons, which are probably Harden's last very productive seasons. He's 31 now, so the, the clock is definitely ticking on him, and I'm sure that he wants to, to win a title uh, very badly. He has the offensive... He has done the all-time great number. He's won the MVP. He's got the all-NBA teams, but he hasn't reached the NBA Finals since 2012, and that was when he was the sixth man of the year with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I'm pretty sure that that mostly this request stems from more of more unhappiness with not winning a title. Winning a title is extremely hard, and and, you know, the Rockets have come, at least in 2018, they came extremely close to making it to the finals. And they were they would have been the favorites to defeat that Caps team. But anyway, James Harden is is officially, maybe he's, maybe he's not on the trade market. It depends on what the Rockets will do. The Rockets are taking it as they should. You know, they should take it, uh, they should take this approach very, very patiently. You have a... A perennial MVP candidate, a guy that put that never misses games, and he's one of the all-time great offensive weapons. So I would say that, yeah, I think they they have reason to believe that they should hold on to him as long as possible. But history history dictates that he ends up getting traded, and I believe that in on the long run it might end up being the best move because the Rockets have no young assets to speak of. They they traded away all their picks. And they are in a pretty precarious situation entering the next couple seasons. So the big news this week, it involves the Miami Heat. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat, according to Sham Sharania, 
have entered the race and they are among Harden's preferred destinations alongside Brooklyn. And he threw in Milwaukee in there, but listen, no disrespect to the Bucks. They they are not a realistic situation, especially with Giannis and Harden having very a very public beef between them. They these are these two guys are the la they've won the last between both of them they've won the last three MVPs. So yeah, they they are top caliber players and and they have very public beef. I don't know if you guys remember when when Giannis when when excuse me when Harden basically said that Giannis was was as skilled. He basically called him like, he like oh he's just this big guy that can dunk over everybody, can run through people and and I actually have have basketball skills, which by the way, if you don't think if you if you think that Giannis doesn't have any basketball skills, please please stop please stop giving opinions on basketball because you're extremely wrong. That 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 guy is you need skill to be that type of to be an elite NBA player. So miss me with that with that BS. Anyway, concerning the Heat, i uh, listen. It was reported nationally that he, that the Heat are among his preferred destinations. But among uh, about a month ago, Clutch NBA, who works for the Five Reason Sports Network, who who are the guys that I trust in regards to Heat coverage, you should definitely check them out. They. He reported that the he was the first guy I, I saw that reported that the Heat were among his preferred destinations. Obviously, he he his favorite was Brooklyn because he wants to team up with KD again. But that seems increasingly unlikely given the Nets' reluctance to give up any of KD and Kai, which are the Rockets are asking for in a potential package for Harden. I believe, I believe the. The Rockets are just simply saying, are simply seeing the underwhelming package that the Nets could offer because the Nets, they could offer some youngish players. Karis Levert is probably the more their most prized asset, and he's already twenty six and he's battled injuries throughout his career. So I don't, uh, I don't think that Karis Levert is the, is the type of asset that could bring you back a MVP caliber player. And an all-time great player at that, so I think the Nets could be crossed off the list unless they suddenly part ways with Kyrie, since you know he has been exhibiting some very bizarre behavior during the last couple of days. Um, he's one of my favorite players to watch, but that guy he he can be he can make you question things when as an NBA fan, and it makes it very hard to defend him. But uh, anyway, I wish him well and. We're not going to talk about Kyrie Irving here. We're talking about James Harden. Anyway, the Nets are now increasingly unlikely. So that leaves the two spots, Philly and Miami. Obviously, Milwaukee is the score unless they want to trade Giannis for Harden, which would be the most hilarious thing to have ever happened in the NBA. It's one of the most, would be one of the most hilarious things I have ever seen in my life. Anyway, uh, Philly has the ultimate trump card, which is Ben Simmons. If I'm the Rockets, I would every package has to start with either Simmons or Embiid, and preferably Simmons. But Daryl Morey has been adamant that he doesn't want to trade away his... He wants to keep his two young stars, which he should, really. And there's the factor that 
Maybe Tillman Fertitta might not want to send to do Daryl Morey a favor in sending James Harden over to Philly because as has been re- maybe I wouldn't call it reported, but as, as as has been said in many national outlets, that relationship ended poorly to say the least. And you know, Daryl makes some public comments about him wanting to spend more time with his daughter. And his family after quitting the Rockets job. And then a week later, he ends up in Philly. So I don't think Tillman Fertitta would have taken that, taken it that well. Maybe he should have put that in, in his book and shut up and listen. And listen. You know, <laughs> it's funny. His, I, I just thought about his, about the way that, he, the way that the Rockets have been run the last, the last two years where where he's owned the the team, it's it's been a uh, been pretty it makes for comedic material, really. Now the Heat, our most valuable asset, moving on to trade news, would be Tyler Hero. Tyler showed some very promising flashes last season during his rookie year. I think that finals run, as I have said multiple times before. Helped him immensely, and is and he's already a confident guy. So, so I think that 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 and coupled with the with the development that he showed throughout the season, I think that was that was that did, that was very good for his future in the NBA. However, multiple reports stated that the Heat considered him untouchable, which I kind of took offense to that because. Listen, Tyler Hero is a very fine player, and he might end up being a, a very good player, maybe an All Star someday. Who knows? But James, this is James Harden we're talking about here. You have the potential to acquire James Harden, a one-time MVP, a guy that has averaged 30, 36, and thirty-four points per game the last three seasons. His his playoff performances have are are well documented. He still puts up numbers, and yeah, he has disappeared in big moments. But this is still James Harden we're talking about. This guy instantly makes us Eastern Conference favorites, even over Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly, and Boston too, because this—he's this, a perennial top five player, an All NBA first team guy almost every every year, and one of the greatest offensive weapons this sport has ever seen. So I don't know what those reports were. But then a Miami Herald report from today dispute, disputes that, that claim and says that the Heat and Harden have mutual interests and that Tyler Hero could be made could be made available in potential James Harden trades. Now we're talking. I was I was actually pretty scared that the Heat might just say no, we're not going to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden away. Now if if you put out other reasons why they wouldn't trade for James Harden. His age, his ball-dominant play style, which is the antithesis of how we played last season. We, the, He played a lot with a lot of off-the-ball movement, cutting, etc. And by the way, James Harden could play off the ball. If you watch clips from his early Rockets days, before Mike D'Antoni came and basically implemented the isolation-style basketball that I hated watching, I knew the Rockets were a winning team, but I despised watching them on national TV when whenever they were on because it would, 
they played in such a boring manner. And now, James Harden became maybe maybe a, maybe he became synonymous with that with that type of, of play style, and he he I, I it certainly helps his numbers having that type of of uh, ball dominance. But I think here in Miami he could be very effective. He, he, watch I'm, I'm telling you watch those early early Harden Rockets games. He could he was cutting. He was shooting mid-range jumpers. He, he, he was moving off the ball. So maybe it, it would it it would benefit us. Now, would we have to part with a lot? Yes, but I think it would be worth it because this guy is an incredible basketball player. As I as I said before, so how would a potential package for James Harden look like? That's the that's probably one of the most pressing issues here. I assembled, I think it's already been done over in Twitter, but anyway, I, I did it myself. James Harden to the Miami Heat in exchange for Andre Godala, Kelly Olenek, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and Tyler Hero. Now, if the Rockets end up asking for more, let's say Precious Achua, we will have to wait until December 24th. 25th because uh, rookies can't be traded unless unless they sign their contract unless 30 days have pa- at least 30 days have passed since they signed their contract. Now that would be a lot especially they're all serviceable players but look at it this way. Are the Rockets getting enough for a guy that's, a, that's an MVP candidate? Probably not but historically speaking when you end up trading superstars you never get enough. I think the only recent case that I can remember, and may, well, he he's not exactly a superstar, but he's a very a darn good player, a top fifteen guy, and a and a just a couple seasons ago finished in the top three in MVP voting. I'm talking, of course, about Paul George and the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers, they. They traded away Paul George for what looked like scrap parts. And it turned out all right for them. But, listen, teams never get enough for their, for their superstars. Whenever a superstar is unhappy, that's a, that sets you back years. Because it's very hard to find that, ca- that type of player in, in either draft, in draft, in the draft or in the open market. So the fact that that the Rockets are cautious in this trade, in 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 these trade talks, I don't blame them, because they would they could get screwed, they could get even more screwed over than they already are. Now I think that the Philly or or Miami packages could certainly help them a lot in the future, but they're not gonna listen. This this team might have a. I've I've read and uh, heard of um, multiple podcasts and, and and articles that I've read. The Tillman Fertitta is not a guy that it, it feels weird saying that about a guy who's a who's worth about three hundred something million dollars. But still, this guy is doesn't have a lot of liquidity in his in his pockets. You know, his team needs to generate a lot of revenue for him to keep them afloat. So, what brings in a lot of revenue? Playoffs. 
And I believe the Rockets wound up competing in the playoffs every season due to, you know, revenue issues. Now, are the Rockets a playoff team with the suggested package that I give out? I don't know. We'll find out after the break. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. And we're back. All right. Now I've left. Uh, I left the break with a question. With a question, if the Heat's proposed package would be enough for the Rockets to make the playoffs, to stay at least competing, could they compete? I think so. But the West is really deep, especially this coming season. Even with James Harden, this now this what this should scare Rockets fans, unless John Wall and Christian Wood perform way above expectations. The Rockets could could be in that six to eight seed range, and and th- that would make them that would make them compete in the play-in tournament, which anything could happen. Now, Harden would by far be the best player competing in the play-in tor- tournament, unless something ca- catastrophic happens with one of the two LA teams or something like that. But I don't that that's pretty unlikely, you know. And, and, the, and, and what? So, so they can get, they're, they're gonna compete in the plane so they can get smacked in, in the first round by the Clippers, the Lakers, or, or the Blazers, or the, or the Jazz? No. I believe, I, I believe that's, that, that's gonna be pretty, pretty tough for them. Even with James Harden on the roster. Now, granted, James Harden is, if you have James Harden on the roster, you're basically guaranteed a playoff spot, at least an eight seed. That that's the caliber of player that James Harden is, and he makes other he can he can lift his teammates up. Now that's something that that's an interesting question for one Stephen Curry this coming season. How will will he will he be able to to uplift an underwhelming supporting cast into the, the playoffs because the that clay injury, man, that was, that was a devastating blow. And our be- our best wishes over at three hundred five. We're here at three hundred five culture to to Clay Thompson, man. What a what a bad injury. Anyway, back to the Heat. Now, let's look at it from the other side. What if we were to acquire James Harden? And when my proposed package, it would leave us at a ramp. Let's see, I, we trade away five players that would leave us at around, I believe, ten guys on the roster, 10 to 11 guys, so we had to fill it with available free agents, which include some some pretty serviceable players, but still, it would make a, it, you know, even with, this is a season where, where continuity is going to be 
really, really important. So some of some of those free agents include Brandon Knight, uh, Andre Robert Robertson, who you know he's a he's a pretty he's a really good defender, but he can't shoot for to save his life. So that raises some interesting questions because in a season where continuity is so important and trading camp is going to be really short and the preseason is basically nothing. I mean, for Christ's sake, the, the season starts in 10 days as of this recording. So uh, uh, that's that's something that the Heat must ask themselves before trading for him. But let's, let's assume they trade for him. And they fill out the rest of the roster spots, roster spots with, with whoever they deem to be good enough to help them towards the championship. Championship because the window is now. If you trade for James Harden, your window is open right now. Now, how long does that does that window stay open? That's a that's a question. I would say James Harden is thirty one, and Jimmy's is thirty one too. So maybe let's say that they have three productive years in them. That would make them 34 years old. I believe James could age way better than Jimmy. No disrespect to Jimmy. I love Jimmy Butler. But James' playing style and his body build maybe allow him to be to age more gracefully as he, you know, he takes a lot of jump shots or free throws. He his game doesn't depend necessarily on on being really physical. Jimmy is more reliant, maybe, on his athleticism. And the, the biggest problem for Jimmy as he ages, he can't shoot. So that would leave us with a very interesting dilemma. And inevitably, Jimmy's, de- Jimmy's, Jimmy's defense can't speak. <laughs> Jimmy's defense might slip from three from now to three years because that's that's the natural state. That's That's how things go. So I believe that trading for James Harden would be a really good move for right now. Now, obviously, that would take us out of the Giannis under the Kumpo sweepstakes immediately after trading for, for Harden. There's your obligatory Giannis to Miami, Giannis to Miami uh, rumors. Well, not rumors, but mention for the for the, for this podcast. But anyway. The taking taking a risk to sign Giannis instead of trading for Harden now that's that's something that could should also be on the Heat's mind because Giannis coming here is no sure thing. Now unless they know something, remember that Bam and Giannis share the same agent. Unless they know something that we don't and they stay put. That could be an, a, an encouraging an encouraging sign for the Heat and a discouraging sign for the Bucks. Remember, Giannis has, as of this recording, Giannis has nine days to sign his extension. He has yet he has yet to give any indication that he will do so, and he gave a very, I would say, a very alarming answer for Bucks fans. He said that he's only focusing on his game right now. I'm paraphrasing, and that, but most importantly, he said um, he. His agent and the front office are the ones that are going to discuss that. So I believe that that could be pretty alarming for Bucks fans. Now, the Heat are not, obviously not the only suitor for Giannis' services next summer. There's the Mavericks who could form, as I said in a previous episode, the mother 
super teams with Luca, Giannis, and Kristaps um, Persingis. Jesus Christ, that would be that would be the all-time European team. But it's it's a it's very it's a very difficult proposition and situation for not exactly a difficult one in, in the sense that that we're that we're in in, in a crossroads here, crossroads here. But James Harden, James Harden takes us to con- contention the very this season, man, because with the roster as it is currently constructed, we can make the finals. And I believe we we can make the finals, but it's gonna be harder with a team like Brooklyn on the on the way, or even a Boston, uh, even a Milwaukee. I feel pretty. I I feel that he have very good chances of making the finals back. But making the finals is one thing; winning them is another, because as we saw, and we gave we gave the Lakers a pretty pretty good battle, even with two of our top three guys missing. But the Lakers are better now, and though any and the Western Conference teams are are really good, so James Harden could be that guy for us. Now the cultural fit for Harden would also, I Giannis is a much better cultural fit for the Heat than James Harden is. Um, I believe James Harden could maybe change. But James Harden, as has been reported, he's used to the Rockets catering to his every request. They, I was listening to a pod the other day with with pretty reputable people, Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon over at The Ringer. One of them said that reportedly James Harden, the Rockets did whatever James Harden asked them to do. He has never been said no. If the if the Rock if he didn't want to practice one day, they would they could cancel practice. If he wanted to stay an extra day in a specific city, they would stay an extra day. And those are the types of, th- of things. Listen, every organization caters to their stars. The Heat are probably no exception to that. You have to cater to your stars. This is a star-driven league, and if you don't, you're gonna get you're gonna have a pretty tough time getting said stars. But the cultural fit, as we saw with Jimmy. Is very important. Jimmy had well documented. He wasn't a bad player on his other stops, but he he became a disruptive force in the locker room. Why? Because Jimmy is a very intense guy, and this is a very intense culture. I mean, this is a place where where you have to be, you have to arrive to practice earlier than your a lot of time because you they need to test your body you for body fat. I don't know if James Harden passes that test. Harden is a pretty bulky guy. Maybe he's not. I'm not calling James Harden fat. We don't we're, we don't fat shame here at 305 Culture. But yeah, James Harden is a bit it's a bit on the heavier side. But I, that helps because he can overwhelm other players at his at his position with his strength and and his power because guards tend to be a bit smaller. So that's a that's an advantage for him. But at the end of the day. Even with the cultural fit uh, factors, even with the age questions and the place place style uh, concerns, James Harden is an all-time great offensive player. But let, let's review his impact on the Rockets, at least on the win on the wins and losses standpoint. The Rockets had the fourth most wins of any team in the 2010s. The other three teams reached the finals at least once, and two of them won at least. 
one title. I'm going to tell you the first three teams. The San Antonio Spurs, the Golden State Warriors, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. James Harden, listen, we, we can talk about his playoff performances all day. But in the regular season, this guy's a winner. And he's a productive force. One of the most productive forces we have ever seen. So that ends my thoughts on James Harden. I'm going to talk very quickly. It's going to be very brief about some minor heat things. Precious Achua will wear number five. Those Vice Wave jerseys look hella good. Man, I love it. I talk, I briefly talked about it with Aaron last last week, but they look really, really good. Uh, they're obviously not my favorite Vice by Vice uniform collection. The 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 white ones will always be my favorite. Those are blessed, really. Those are absolutely beautiful. And the Heat started training camp a couple of days ago. We'll see how they approach the starting shooting guard situation beginning, I believe, tonight or in the coming days when they play their first their preseason preseason games. That's something that I'm monitoring very carefully. And Casey's Casey Akpala's development. In, in, in fact, tonight, which is their their first preseason game, Casey and Precious should, should get a lot of run of playing time. Because, you know, with the lack of a summer league, this is these are very challenging times for emerging players and especially players that that need to develop. So the the preseason playing time is very valuable for them. So anyway, let's hope that this preseason preseason goes according to plan. Let's hope that this NBA season is not a train wreck. Let's hope that no that if anybody gets COVID, it's something minor and that they recover in a in a in a in a fast manner really and that they don't have any long lasting issues because this is a very very serious virus let's hope that this vaccine finally takes us to the end of this pandemic and hug your lap loved ones everybody this has been a very tough year for all of us really so anyway thank you for listening to the 305 culture podcast subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. Leave us a five-star rating, please, on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends to listen to this podcast. If you if you like if you like my work, please spread the word. It helps us a lot over here at the network in order to grow. Wear your mask, keep your distance, watch the NBA. See you next week. Bye bye. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. 
wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week.